Welcome to Ashes with Ash, a storytelling podcast from your tobacconist community, bringing you stories of life behind the cigar. Join me on this adventure to find the coolest cigar lounges, smoke some lovely cigars, and seek out the most incredible stories from our cigar lounge friends, owners, and customers. Let's tap into these untold stories with a little smoke and ash. Welcome back and thanks for listening. Today, Tanya joins us to share her story of how she got into smoking cigars and how she got into being a rep for Gurkha and some great advice for anyone getting started in the industry. I hope you all enjoy. All right. So how are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you smoking anything right now? No, I'm in a hotel. (laughs) Okay, nice. I know I'm not either. (laughs) I'm just at home. So how long have you been smoking cigars? 20 years, actually. Nice. Mm -hmm. What got you into it? A co-worker gave it to me at a cookout and, and, uh, and it made me sick, of course. No, no. (laughs) And I was curious about it. Just took on a role of itself, really. Surprisingly, I, even though I got sick, I wanted to know more about it. So, yeah. Do you remember what you first smoked? Yeah, it was a Hoya de Nicaragua uh, Grand Console. Ooh, nice. That's a good one. But that was more full body back then, I think. Right. Well, I mean, right. palate's changed, but it definitely kicked my butt that day. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever like pair anything with cigars? Anything particular? Yeah, I mean, my go to is usually scotch. Nice. But I mean, hey, whatever you whatever you drinking. Yeah, you know, for sure. <laughs> coffee. That's probably what I'll be doing this morning. Ooh, that sounds good. Does anyone in your family smoke cigars? Um, my sisters do it on occasion when I go up to New York and meet up and you know play around with it, but they don't do it on a, on a regular basis. Gotcha. Like I do. So. Not Where are you my from? Cousin, I'm from New York originally. Oh, sweet. What part? The Bronx. Nice. Where are you at? I'm in New York City, Upper East Side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you're a New Yorker too. I didn't know where you were from. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know. I didn't know either. (laughs) How was it? How did you come across me? How did you come across? How did you come across me anyway? Yeah. I just think I found you on Facebook, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I messaged you. Yeah, I was just, you were one of my suggested friends. So I saw you and I was like, ooh, Gurkha. I got to know more about that. <laughs> <laughs> so how did Gurkha come about? Uh, I went with a friend to Miami and I was doing tours of different factories and Gurkha happened to be one of them. And uh, we gave us a tour, gave us cigars. They were very nice. And I, gave, I was drinking Louis. I was, it, was, it was nice. And then I went home out of my business and they came there looking for me. To, well, I was living in Baltimore at the time. So they came up there looking for me and um, I took the job. So That's so cool. And I know. You live in Atlanta now, is that right? Well, I'm in Marietta. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Very cool. I had to move to Georgia because it's a big market for, for cigars. 
Right. And so I had to live there. Um, they were going to move me to St. Louis at first, but the guy who had this, the area I have now, he left. So they oh, put gotcha. me here. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, Atlanta is huge with cigars. There's like over 100 lounges, aren't there? Yeah, almost 200. Wow. Crazy. That's insane. Insane. What's... Everybody thinks they could do it. It's like, you know. Right. The, the, your lemonade stand is not as good as the one I'm going to have. It's all the same. Pretty much. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite cigar by Gurkha? I like the classic Havana blend. Um, it's very chocolatey. I really like that one a lot. Um, my number two is going to be the Cellar Reserve 15-year Limitada, which is the Maduro 15-year. I like that one, too, because I, I kind of get sweet notes, raisiny notes. I don't know. And it does oh, nice. me, so, yeah. What's your favorite cigar outside of Gurkha? A Toro Fuente. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> So were you in the industry before Gurkha? No, I was, um, well, I was working in retail, cigar shops part-time. And I was also doing law enforcement as a police officer in Baltimore. Wow, amazing. How'd you get into that? Well, it was something I always wanted to do. And <laughs> so yes. um, I went and moved to Baltimore from New York. And, and then I heard they were hiring. So I got on board and... And that was uh, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Two years ago. So, yeah. That's crazy. What's a business failure you've experienced and how did you overcome it? Um, as far as doing sales? Yeah. Um, asking for the sale. I mean, a failure is when you, you're afraid to do, you know, you know, you come, you you show up and you know, someone asks you, why are you here? You know, you're like, oh, I just came to say hi. You really are a salesman, you know? So it's like, no, you didn't. You come here because you want me to buy something, you know? Right. And so, so I had one person tell me that. And I said, you know what? It's true, you know? But, um, you know, there's always a timid part of doing a job, you know, where you have this getting comfortable in your groove. You know, your your media, right? So you, you can't be scared to ask questions, right? And so the same thing I would say, you know, and if I'm in sales, I should be asking for the sale. And they know, you know, my boss knows that I'm I'm kind of hesitant in that area. So it's a failure overcoming it. And you, you get a lot more when you, when you get past it, you know? And so just do what you're supposed to do. Because where you, where you are is, is, you know, you're going to be where you are unless you try. And if you don't, if you, you know, try and fail, then... At least you try, but um, so you know, just getting get over that fear of just uh, being more aggressive when it comes to sales. Yeah, totally. Do you get like the nerves before you go in to make a sale? Uh not now. No, not really. Um, okay. It's only if you, I guess it's, if it's someone who doesn't carry my cigar brand, um, then that's a little more. Because you don't know what the reaction, you don't know the reason, you know, trying to find that out. And there's all kind of reasons they wouldn't. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the, the little trying part of whether you're going to break the ice with someone, you know. So, yeah, so the new clients, yeah, I would say. But um, How do you overcome that? With the new clients? Yeah. I just start talking to them and, and you know, you, I think people first want to know that you know what you're talking about. Right. And one thing we have in common is because you're going into retail establishments is that I've worked in retail cigar establishments. So, you know, I can break the ice in that way. 
um, start having a conversation about the type of customers, you know, the one upper, the guy who makes a mess all the time, um, the guy who knows everyone. And then usually they start laughing. And I said, no, you know, the people, you don't have to tell me the names because I have people from my shops. I remember them. Yeah. I said, so the guy who never wants to go home. I said, yeah, we, we know um, all have those types. And they, it seems like they, they loosen up when they, they know that I understand what, what they're going through. You know? Right. So it yeah. does help. So you just do it, you do it scared, and then you overcome it that way, right? Yes, because there's no, there's no other option. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You got to go up. What's something that you're doing for the cigar community, and why is it important to you? Um, basically, making it more um, about people and, and relationships, you know. Um, yeah. You know, trying to pump up the social media on it and making it more interactive with people. Uh, you know, before it's just a salesman going in um, to a location to sell something. You know, it's just that one-on-one, but I'm making it about, you know, when I go to shops, some of them I've been to a couple of times, you know, when they see me, they're like, you're going to take my picture? You're going to put me on social media? Nice. They look forward to it. I would have did my hair if I knew you were coming, that kind of thing. So, um, so they, they want that kind of, you know, you're on my page. You're, you're, you're part of me and my, you know, Gurkha groove, as I say, as I call it. So, I like that. And people seem to like that portion of it. They get in my, my reels. I'm like, I'm going to give you all a break today. I'm going to take pictures. They said, stop. I'm not going to take pictures today. Like, stop lying. You're going to take pictures, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm making it more interactive. I'm going to pick, take pictures of everybody, <laughs> everybody that I can. But, right. um, I like to have it interactive. I love people. So, yes. um, and for the majority of people like it as well. So, yeah, for sure. Have you had any issues being a woman in the industry? Yeah, I would say a little, a little bit uh, with some retailers. I tell you, I really like the last guy, you know, he was so cool. I really liked him. And they give you a little bit of pushback. Um mm-hmm. But it's not not a whole lot. It's not a lot, not a whole lot. There's some you could tell they're just not having it. Yeah. Of do you? Re- they'll say something like, "Do you even smoke cigars?" You know. It's like, yeah, maybe you could have you could have asked that question a little differently, but it's okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I do smoke cigars. You know. So, and I've been smoking 20 years, so that changes things. But you also talk about the cigars, talk about the brand brands, talk about how what we make compares to other things. So, um you know, it, it helps. It helps. You have to break down those, those barriers because women tend to have a name that we uh, either smoke sweet cigars or we don't smoke. I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm not selling you anything that, first, I, I'm, I'm horrible at faking it. So I'm not going to sell you something I don't, I don't like and I don't smoke. So, um, and I tell, like I tell people, we're not, we're not inventing the wheel. You know, people, you know, People want to say one whole brand is bad, or because it be my. I could pick a blend, a blend of any of our cigars and find twenty or fifty other cigars that have the same blend. It's just a different blender, you know. It t- tastes a little bit different, but it yeah. really isn't that much different. But people they get like, "Oh, this is a big deal." It right. isn't, <laughs> you know. It's premium cigars. We're not we're not having a discussion about hungry children. We're talking about premium exactly. cigars. Exactly. You can like something or you not like it, but we're not going to argue about it because there's no no need really. Exactly. As far as I'm concerned. No, just smoke it. <laughs> yeah, smoke it or don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any cigar rituals, like something specific you do every time you smoke, like the way you 
cut or light, anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I like to pinch the top of my cigar as, as, as opposed to grabbing a cutter. I tend to have that kind of ritual. Cool. Anytime I'm in a car, I want to smoke. It's like anytime I'm driving, I'm just like, I got to have a cigar. So I'll relaxing. be an ashtray. Yeah, I'll be an ashtray trying to find a piece. Like, what's in here? I can't reach one. I'm so upset. Like, why am I, why do I have no cigars? Like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. So I love, I love to smoke and drive. So as soon as I get yes. my car, that's the first thing I think about. What am I smoking? As soon as I get in, it's like, I'm not setting the mirrors. I'm not, you know, checking the car. <laughs> Picking not, my cigar. <laughs> where is my cigar? Yeah, so... Oh, that's the one thing I miss. I loved smoking in my car and I had a Jeep. So I'd take all the, the top off and everything. And, but I sold it when I moved to the city and I miss it. Oh yeah. Oh, the Jeep. That's my, my fantasy. I have a Jeep, a Grand Cherokee, but nice. the Jeep Wrangler, the, those Jeeps, I, that's my fantasy car. That was like my dream car. You know, like I want, yes. that, that's, I test drove it before I bought this and I was like, it's a lot more rugged than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> right. Um, but that was, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I still want one. Eventually I want to yeah. take the doors off. I want to do that. So. Yes, and, I know. It was my dream car too. I wanted a red Jeep Wrangler and I got one and I had it for a few years, but then I traded it for my new dream to come to New York. <laughs> where'd you come from? Virginia. Mm. Yep. Small town. DMV. Yeah, I was in Baltimore, so. Nice. What brought you to Baltimore? Um, I, someone I knew, his sister lived out there and, uh, well, she lived in Rockville. So the job actually brought me to Baltimore. Um, I was going to Rockville, passing by Baltimore to go visit a, a friend of mine's sister. And then I ended up transferring my stuff down to Maryland um but I didn't think I would be working in Baltimore but uh mm-hmm. I found out they were hiring so that's what brought me to Baltimore actually oh cool mm-hmm. I had to move sorry go ahead <laughs> I just had to move closer yeah gotcha what are some other hobbies you have hmm hobbies I know I'm, I'm always like I just smoke cigars <laughs> yeah oh really <laughs> that's a good <laughs> I used to like to ride bicycles, uh, ride my bicycle. Uh, I don't get to ride at all now, um, except if I'm on the gym, uh, at the gym on a bicycle there. But um, I like to ride my bike around. I like to go to like outdoor concerts and and yes. stuff like that. Anything that's outdoors, I, I love. So I try to do as much of that as possible. Um, go to visit parks. Mm-hmm. I got this new thing where I'm kind of, going to thrift stores all you know because I drive travel different states and I like to go pop in if I see one nice and see what they have there it's so strange some of them is like you can go in some they have clothes baby clothes and then car parts right next to it like this is really interesting <laughs> and some of them keep are like major department stores so it's it's not interesting to see them but I'd like to go in and see what they look like even if I don't pick anything up so yeah that's cool they're all so different oh so different yes yeah. Yeah, I love that. I usually try to find bookstores wherever I go. And thrift shops. Thrift shops usually have a lot of books for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I once last time I read a book. I read a book last year. <laughs> no, I read two <laughs> nice. What was it? I read the Tobacconist Handbook. Yes, I've read that. It's so good. And I read uh 
my friend Fran Jackson wrote a book and um cool. It's about relationships and the healthy something. I don't know. But um yeah, that one I, I read that as well. She it's a it's a good book about, you know, just a relationship with yourself, health, relationships, you know, getting over, you know, the trauma and stuff like that, which I, I really liked. Yeah, I love that. I love books like that. That's cool. Yeah, me too. I, I love something definitely uh, autobiographical, biographical. You know, I love those type of things, like me real too. story. Really dive into fiction when I do read. I like something that's about how, how did you overcome? Because obviously if you're writing a book, you know, you, you either overcame something right. or you're, you're working on it. And I love that kind of how to get to the end, you know? Exactly. But you never really get to the end. <laughs> Because at each level, it's preparing you for the next. Yeah, and when you're at the next learning. level, yeah, you're constantly. I think you should you should always be learning. Yeah, but I mean, it's funny how you get to another level, and you feel at the like you're at the bottom again. It's just crazy. I know. Uh, and my friends where I'm from are like, "Oh, I'm so proud of you doing something," and I feel like now I'm here. I'm the rookie. I don't. So it's like I'm, I'm on another level, but kind of at the bottom of this level, right? So then right. you get really good at this level and you might move to the next level. And then you're like, okay, I'm the new that, you know? So it's kind of interesting how you, the viewpoint changes. You get yeah. there and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then you, you're like, oh shoot, but I'm at the bottom. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, what's something that you want to learn how to do? Hmm. Learn how to do in cigars, maybe, or whatever, anything, anything that you think I want to know how to do that, or I want to learn. Well, that. Learning, no, no, learning how to uh, roll cigars. Uh, I yes. did roll a cigar in um, Nicaragua because you wow. get to blend your own, but it was like really a makeshift, not really. Tr- you know, I, I guess we were trying, but I was horrible at it. It's and then so hard. Blend, yeah, it's so hard. But these people. Are, skilled at it i would love to to learn how to do that yes me too mm-hmm. they make it look so easy <laughs> that it's like so delicate it is but um putting it in the buncher i want to do it from beginning to start to finish just roll it yes i want to do it as fast as them do like a bunch within like yeah. five minutes <laughs> i know boop, 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 boop. no i'll be there for an hour like i'm trying <laughs> yeah right <laughs> what's something that you can do today that you believed you'd never be able to do hmm but like plan my own day you know that's something uh-huh. that you know thought I would be be able to do just you know get up well you it's like you're working for someone but you're really like working for yourself Right. So I never thought I would be able to make a decent living just by figuring out what, what I wanted to do for the day. That that didn't seem like something that was going to happen. So that's I think that's really cool. amazing to be, you know, you have to be accountable. But when I get up and I'm like, what am I doing today? You know? And I'm getting paid to do that. I'm getting paid to smoke cigars and drive around. <laughs> but That's amazing. <laughs> never thought I'd be doing that. <laughs> that's just cool. That's so cool. It was a hobby, you know, smoking cigars. It was, you know, I smoked every day. I posted in cigar groups and made friends, but 
I didn't think I would get paid to do it. That's for sure. Yeah. What's something you've done lately that's worth remembering? Well, I wrote uh, um, ATV. That was scary. I rode motorcycles for 10 years. I don't know. It's a totally different animal. And riding between trees. And I was scared to death. I don't know. Ah. I wanted to get off as soon as I got off. Did you really? (laughs) But he put me up front. And I was like, why'd you do that? Because when when I did our practice thing, I was just like jerking a thing around. And I was like, I, am, I don't know why I'm with this fear. And I think it's because you get older, you develop these fears that you didn't have before. And um, yeah. it's weird. It's like crazy. But yeah. And I went hot horseback riding. Um, well, that was that was interesting. Because I've done it as a kid, but to do it as an adult. Yeah. Also a lot of, also a little bit scary there. Because my horse is like going rogue. But I, because I had done it before, they put me on a more experienced horse. And you just kept trying to go other places. But Gotcha. Yeah, I rode horses for 10 years when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was a horse farm near us, so they took you, we used to go there and ride, and, and that was cool, but this was, that was going around in like a circle, no hills and rocks and off-roading and galloping and all that stuff, so this yeah. is a little different. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? for <laughs> sure. <laughs> They're just such giant animals, it can be so scary. <laughs> It is, and it's, when they galloping, that that bump is not even a joke. So they, you're like, you gotta lock in because you. It's, and the, and the, 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 the guide, she was riding bareback. I'm like, that's crazy. Ooh, this seems painful. It does. It does. <laughs> oh my word! It's painful without with the with the ups I don't want. Yeah, exactly. My gosh. Shoot. Yeah, I rode for ten years, and I only fell off once, but it was enough to scare me. And I've been, I still love horses and I'd love to ride again, but I'm a little scared. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny how you just kind of fearless when you're younger and when you get older, you know. Right. Like, I'm, I was on four wheels, ATV, and I was, I was scared. I was on a motorcycle. It's wow. two wheels and going way faster than this. I, I think I maxed, I asked him how fast we were going. Oh my God. And he said we were going maybe 14 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like well, a lot, but when you're on an ATV, it's kind of a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It's like when you when you on a um, jet ski. Forty forty is is fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's bumpy. So, <laughs> very bumpy. So, and then you all, especially if you're in a swimsuit, you slide all over the place. Like, oh yeah. I always fall over those. That's you know, it's part for the course. <laughs> I'm gonna be on. The, I'm gonna be in the water. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's your fondest memory you've experienced with a cigar in hand? Fondest memory? Ooh, with a cigar in hand. Hmm. Yeah. Just like a memorable moment you had while smoking a cigar. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Any good conversations or funny stories that you've heard? Yeah, I have, I mean, just funny, funny moments, really. I mean, not really, you know, I had a lieutenant, I was driving his car. When I got the car, it was like 25 miles on. So it was a brand new car. And of course I'm driving, so I'm smoking my cigar. So I had to block off the highway and I parked up there. I didn't expect to see my lieutenant while I'm driving his car. And so I had one of them little cup holders that 
you hang you could hang clip on a win, a window and with a sweep with a cigar in it. And I um so I'm sitting there looking up the sitting in my car, smoking my cigar, and he comes around my car and and he's standing there and I'm looking at him, I'm like, oh scared to death, like he's gonna say something. He looks down at the cigar, he didn't say anything. And he's like, oh, what's going on with the accident? And you know, I'm talking to him and he walks away. And I'm like, oh, I'm so much trouble. <laughs> and then he never said anything. Um, wow. So it was funny, but I was like, oh, shoot. And I'm smoking in his brand new car. But you know, you're a rebel trying to be rebellious. That's no, I know, right? <laughs> one one. And uh, I was like, what are they going to do? Scream at me? Oh, well, you know. <laughs> but um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I've gotten in trouble. People always had complaints about me smoking cigars at patrol property. Right. Yeah. In moments, any any famous people just going around to different places and smoking cigars with people in the industry has been really interesting and really exciting. And going to the factories and doing the tours, and um, so cool. It really was really nice. So um, I would say those are memorable moments because I was with people, you know, Alan Rubin, Eric Davidoff, different different people that I got to interact with. Going to the Drew Estate Cigar Safari was nice because uh, Willie Herrera and um, and um, uh, Caldwell was there on our tour and they were funny and fun and it was nice. So um, just getting to have those experiences were really nice. People in the industry, very interesting, eclectic group of people. I guess exactly. we all are. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's it's so it's so crazy. Like we all have a a way about us that. When I say, I usually use the same rogue. It's like, um, we, we, we don't conform. Right. We don't conform. We're, we're, we're not going to fit in. And that's good. Yeah. There's a one place, this industry especially, is one place where you don't have to. Exactly. I love that. How you are is good enough. When you think about it, you go to a job, you go to an office, you gotta, this is what you have to do. You have to do this, you have to do that. You have to look this way, you have to be this way, you have to, here, it doesn't, the, rule, the rules don't apply. Yes. You know, my Give boss, uh, Juan said, because we can, because we can, yes. We, and, you know, and we're going to do it because we can. So I think that's really nice. Because, uh, you know, I think most of our lives, we try to figure out how we could be better, more palatable for the world. Yeah. How can we blend, how can we blend in? How can we be, you know? But and then you you finally found a niche, a place where you didn't don't have to, which is great. I think. Definitely. You said the cigar be comfortable. Shop, you be comfortable. Cigar shop, you just be yourself. You remind people smoke. As soon as you smoke a cigar, you're accepted into the, the fraternity. You know. It's so true. Yeah. As soon as you smoke a cigar, it's like you come in. They're, they're sus- suspicious of you. And then what do you? And then you smoke, light up a cigar, and you're like, okay, you're yeah. cool. Enough. I'm, I'm on in. I think it's if you just sit down too, because I have a friend who doesn't smoke cigars, but she loves hanging out in the lounge with us, which is so fun. Like you don't have to smoke to appreciate cigars. Which oh no, is really she's cool. Oh, she's you know, she doesn't yeah. smoke cigars and she hangs out. It's great. It's great that you can be accepted. You can where else do you go? Once you start getting a different age, then certain scenes are not for you anymore. So it's good to go somewhere where you can have an adult conversation and hash out whatever is going on. And, you know, I know for some reason people are definitely more honest. Nobody's really going to we'll be home and be telling you, you're such a great person. You don't deserve that. But at the cigar shop, it's definitely more 
real. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, you're, you're, you ask it for trouble, you do that. Or, you know, no, they're going to tell you like it is. And so you, whether you want to hear it or not, and I think people do appreciate that. It's so true. Yeah. You're going to bust your ch- So nobody's off limits. Guy, girl, doesn't matter. So. I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what are your goals? What's the next step? Are you going to grow with Gurkha or have you ever thought of opening your own lounge or creating your own cigar or anything? No, no dream to create a cigar. I used to want to open a cigar lounge. Um, it's not totally off the table, but... Um, you have so much freedom you know. right now. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. And that's ultimately, you know, like even the police department, you work, you know, you, you, you show up somewhere, you go you're about your day, push your calls, things, but you kind of work independently, freely on your own. And I'm kind of on, I'm doing investigations, the same thing, and now doing this. So having to be tied to one location, you know, it's, it's hard. That's going to be hard because yeah. I do like the freedom of what, what I do. Ultimately, I would like to live in Florida. I don't care what I'm doing, but nice. <laughs> I want to live in Florida. I love Tampa. So wherever, wherever life takes me, you know, going. So. Exactly. Yeah. Florida has all the cigar stuff too. Oh, that'd yeah. be so cool. Exactly. But yeah, I would like to move up just because um, a girl like me isn't supposed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm all for that. So if somebody's got it. I'm willing to take it. Amazing. If you could create your own cigar, what would the binder filler wrapper be? Ooh. Hmm. Of course, you got to have Mexican San Andreas in there. Yes. Love it. I love our Mexican San Andreas wrapper. Uh, I'm trying to figure we, See, we have stuff that's like that, whatever I would mention. I like a Cameroon uh, also, so mm. I might go with the Cameroon. Um, I might go with the Cameroon. Yes, good choice. Yum. Oh, <laughs> hmm. I don't know if I would. I, I guess I would pack some Lajero in there in the filler. Yeah. Maybe double it, double it. Some people have quadruple the hero, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I wanted to pack punch, but I also want some some flavor to it. Ooh, it's yeah. all strong, but. Mm. Do you have a I favorite like, flavored cigar? No, no, <laughs> no <Really>? flavor. <laughs> no, I don't want to do it in the morning. I don't want to. I'll. Yeah, I'll smoke it for. We ha- we sell them, so right. Okay, you know, every once in a while, an event, you know, but no, I don't have any favorites there. Do you have a favorite cigar lounge? Oh, uh, right now, um, yeah, in in Georgia, uh, Riverdale of Legacy Brothers is my favorite. It was the first lounge I went to when I came to Georgia. The the guy who was doing my job came. Gave me a tour that week, um, and he does the first place he took me, and I, I love the place. Traditional lounge, you know, fifty and over pretty much. But we watch movies, videos, you know. It's just a, a really nice family like place. I love that place. So, um, back home, Davidus, as where I worked last, um, cigar shop. I like that, and uh, my family there, and. Uh, Crusher Tobacco is the first shop I 
went to and that um, still has a place in my heart, but it's a new owner's. Sheldon, he moved to Vegas, was an old owner, and he was that, that place was definitely love for my 20 years of smoking. So, yeah. But um, here is, is Legacy Brothers. That's where I like to go. When I get an opportunity, I go there. Very cool. And I think it's not, everybody has their thing. Maybe not for everyone, but I, I love it. That's so, awesome. I mean, some people prefer a place with a bar. I, I don't. Mm. You know, for yeah. the bar, just pages of his loud music. I want to hear the people talk. I want to hear what everybody has to say. Yes. And if everybody's watching television, unless it's a football game, then that's understandable. But I prefer for people to be having a conversation and not just what the people you came with. You know? Right. So, you know, talking, making connections and having conversations. I really like that. Yeah, definitely. It's more relaxing, yeah. I can smoke at home. <laughs> so Exactly. Sit <laughs> here and, and nobody's talking to you. Uh, I don't need that. So. Right. If you could go back and give your beginner smoker self advice, what would it be? Hmm. Oh yeah, I would say you you don't have to you don't have to finish it. <laughs> that's yeah, one. that's a good one. You don't have to finish it. Like I had an issue before. up until maybe maybe twenty fifteen. I'll say I. If I hated it, I wasn't. I was gonna finish it because it, you know, I was money as far as I was concerned. But you, you know, <laughs> I'll chuck a cigar in a minute now. <laughs> Good, yeah. If it's not serving you right, it's done. It's over. <laughs> awesome. When I used to see people do that, like, oh my god, throwing it away. I know. Like, no, not no need. Yeah. I'm like, so, oh man, I love car. You know, you're all frustrated about it now. Like, no, just get rid of it. Yeah. You waste moments with bad cigars you know exactly it's so true mm-hmm. what's the best cigar etiquette advice you've ever gotten the best, the best what like cigar etiquette like the way you smoke or cut or light or something that you've taught yourself um yeah uh Cigar etiquette. I don't always have to keep burning it to even it. You know, you can rotate the cigar and it'll it'll even itself out. Constantly lighting it, you know, wanting the perfection. You know, if it cracks, it's not a big deal. You know, some people have, oh my god, it's damaged. It's, it's fine. You know what I mean? Just smoke the cigar. It'll keep burning. It's not going to be a problem. I'm not always hunting for a, a cutter or something like that. I don't think it has to be pretty. I had a posted a picture of a cigar that was burning unevenly, and somebody said, well, you know. You could have evened it out before you took the picture. And I'm like, what are you, a cigar snob? What are you talking about? Like, serious? Like, I'm just smoking it. <laughs> I'm just smoking it. But, you know, the burn was un- uneven for him, for his taste. And it was like, because when you're burning and when you're trying to puff and light and you're puffing through it, you're just not, you constantly have this lighter. You're not really enjoying the cigar. You're just charring it, charring it, charring it. So, right. yeah, I would say, See if you could do it. I mean, see if I could do it, even it out without that. And I do 99% of the time. Every once in a while, it goes rogue. But I think that's kind of because of the, you know, how it's made or whatever the case may be, where it just, it's, it's, it's a crop. It's, it's flawed sometimes. So, yeah, you know, but just not always toasting it and not always wanting it to be pretty, you know, just smoke a cigar, really. Exactly. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. 
What is something you'd say to women wanting to get into the cigar business? Um, I would say, you know, read as much as you can about, you know, cigars and how they're made and um, try different things, actually. Try a little, little bit of everything. There's, there are people who do this best job and don't smoke cigars, so right. it's not a, require, a requirement per se. But you got to know what kind of person you are. I'm not a person who necessarily can study and learn something. I have to have the experience. But if you are one of those people who, um, my son is great at that. He can memorize something and know everything about it. And he can talk about it like he did it, you know. And uh, some people have that talent and ability. I don't. So <laughs> my experience is going to be tactile. I'm going to have to taste it, touch it, and do everything with it. But if you're a person who can study and memorize you can definitely win in this business because then you can tell the story. Uh, some people have stories, you know, I have a friend, uh, used to guy I used to work with and he knew the story about every company. You know, this cigar, this guy here, he was in Cuba and he, you know, if you're that person and know everybody's history, that's great. If you're a person who can memorize the cigar, yeah, that was made in the public. And yes, Ecuadorian and, you know, all that stuff. You can spout all that. I know my particular cigars, but, there are some people who are savants at this, you know, right. know where, use your talents, actually. Like I said before, whatever you're good at, you know, you're unique in, in your own way. And you have, a, everyone has a talent, right? Or maybe multiple talents, you know, using that to benefit you. You might, you might have to get the gab. You might have, you're just a person who could win by talking to people. You know, some people just brighten up, you walk into a room, you brighten up a room, use that to your benefit, it, it, you know. And this is the type of industry that it, you can do that. You know, you could be beautiful and that could w win a room, you know, and not know anything, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the, way, the way things are set up, you know, you could win just being yourself, whatever your, your benefit, you know, your assets are. I have the benefit of having 20 years of cigar experience. I have the benefit of having retail experience and now the benefit of doing it in the sales um, side. So, um, so cool. It all helps. And also being a police officer helps too, because right. like, you ain't, you know, this is, the worst thing you're going to do is what? Put me out of a shop. Like, exactly. <laughs> like I am yeah, getting hit in the head with a full can of Coke again. So I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. You know, you, having experience with other things helps you because you it puts things in perspective. If you have no life experience, then, you know, everything you do is, it feels like it's going to break you, you know? Right. You live in New York, so you can go anywhere now. Exactly, yeah. You go, oh, that's all you got? Okay. Doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this thing might cut us off, and it says less than a minute. Is there anything else you want to share or see you tell everybody where they can follow you? Yeah, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So um, if you have Gurkha Cigars, you might just find me that way. Um, uh, I don't even know my name. Tanya Graham Gurkha on Facebook and Gurkha Cigars Tanya on Instagram. Perfect. So yeah, just search me out there and and I will be there. And I post when I'm having events. So that's the only time they can kind of catch me out okay. forward. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get it when I post it at the day after. But if I events, you will get that ahead of time. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for jumping on. This has been amazing. No problem. Thank you so much for finding me. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Thank you. All right.
Thank you again, Tanya, and thank you all again for listening. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.